Ladies and gents, and welcome to episode number 104 of the KDH podcast. That's a very, very special guest we have on today. We've got me, Coach Ailes. <laughs> Um, I was sat by the pool there. I sound like such a fucking online coach, don't I? Sitting by the pool doing my check-ins and programming. <laughs> and uh, I was like, what will I do for a podcast? And I just looked at Aileen and I went, do you want to be on my podcast? And she's never been on before. So first ever podcast appearance. And it's the best one to come on the KDH podcast. Before we get stuck into it, guys. I need you to do me a massive favour, as always. Can you please um, screenshot this, tag it to your stories, rate the podcast, get it out there as much as possible. Please tag Alien this one as well, uh, because it'd be amazing to get that message out there even more so as well, guys. Um, but yeah, we'll get stuck right into it. So basically what we're going to do, there's no real framework to this, apart from the fact that we've wrote down five questions each, and we don't know what they are. And, I'm a bit uh, nervous. Aye, Ailey was just talking to me there and she was like, should they be serious? Should they be funny? I was like, I put down some funny ones and I put down some serious ones. So do you want to get started first? Then we'll get stuck into it. Mm-hmm. Go for it. So my first question to you, oh, my phone's getting me over there. If you go back to the very start of your journey, what's one thing that you'd do differently? What's one thing that I'd do differently? Um, I know this sounds a bit cliche, but I, I definitely get help. I would get more help. And I remember, like, when I started off, like, I'm actually so fucking jealous now when I see people training and I see even just in general how it's because we've came along so far in advance. I started, like, officially training when I was about, like, I'd probably say, like, 13, 14, but even then it wasn't even that good. Then I got more seriously into it when I was 18. But there's long periods. I've seen more progress in the past couple of years than I've seen in the entire, like, the, the fucking 80% of my fitness journey. So I think it would be just getting help, like, like, as quick as possible. And now that I have the awareness that I do and I have the mindset that I do, anytime that I don't know anything, I just go and get help. I pay someone, I pay a mentor. And I know everyone's like, oh, well, it's easy for you to say, Christian, because you have the funds there to do that and stuff. It's like, yeah, but, like, you can get help in so many different ways that it doesn't need to be someone that's a big fucking fancy coach, like, you can go and get lots of stuff, pay for things. You can get lots of stuff for free online. But, mm-hmm. like, I think I would just get help as much as possible. Like, I would find a gym with great coaches. I'd find a gym with great trainers. I would I would go to a place where there was people that I could really learn from and gain a lot from that were so much further ahead from me, not just mindlessly training my pals that aren't even, like, do you know what I mean? Get, like, a lot of people are getting help off of other people, but the people that are getting help off of aren't even in that good a spot. They're yeah. not even in shape. They're like, oh, my pal Davey, he goes to the gym. And it's like... Yeah, but was Davey Dane in the gym? But was Davey Dane in the gym? Is Davey in shape? Is he out of shape? Where's he at? So, aye, it's getting help off the right people. That'd be mine. So, will I go next? Yeah, go for good it. Good answer there. Yeah, very good. Cool. Um, so, next up, I forgot to open my iPad here. So, Matt, I look like I've drawn this in my fucking feet. Um, <laughs> what is the most... What the hell was that? Was that somebody screaming there? What's the most annoying thing that I do? <laughs> If he's got all day, eh, hundred and ten percent leaving your jacket in the kitchen. That does my fucking nothing. <laughs> Makes me so angry that her shoes at the front door. Ailey's a weirdo when it comes to the house, and she always said, "Like I think Ailey thinks that if I'm just going to leave stuff piled up, there, it's going to get piled up for days. There's going to be a mountain of fucking jackets in the kitchen. Right? Get you get- come to my office and sit in all my shit in your office. Get an office then. Get me one there." <laughs> Right, um, what's the most, I'm going to answer, what's the most annoying thing that you do? Fucking tell me to put my jacket away. <laughs> right, you go for it next. Right. Who's better running me or you? 
You? Like, <laughs> pointed this on camera. Ailey, she's like, I've been, it actually gets me so annoyed. Like, and I, I'm not even afraid to admit that. Like, I've been fucking running for years and something that really shifted my, it really shifted my beliefs recently because it was like, for, when it comes to like performance and stuff like that, like, I'm, I always hate when someone says like, um, oh, it's their genetics. It's because they're better, right? But this has actually blown my mind because I have been running for years, right? Absolutely fucking years. And you've got up to a level for middle distance speed that took me years to get to in a matter of fucking months. So I'm not saying that you don't work hard. I'm not saying that everything you've done up until that point's taken to you to there. But it's like, in my mind, I'm like, that has just crushed so many beliefs that I fucking had because I've actually watched you run more efficiently than I ever have in a short space of time. And see, when I say this as well, like, what you need to understand is that when it comes to like being better at something, it's such a generic thing because I could run further, I could run up a taller, like a bigger hill. But we'll see. I, like, yeah, we'll fucking see. I'm not letting you claim that, man. Who's a better swimmer? Who's a better swimmer? You won't, <laughs> You used to fucking swim for the county, didn't you? Right. <laughs> Me next. So, where are we? Yeah, I should just keep this unlocked. What's your favourite thing about me? Favourite thing? Oh, there's quite a few of these as well. Tell me how funny you are. What? That was the first thing that I liked about you because you made me laugh. <laughs> I used to always love the idea of being funny. And I always never thought it was funny. And I feel tried to be hard to be funny. Sometimes I feel no, like I'm trying too hard to be funny. I you. Like, that was like the one thing that I really liked about you was just how much you made me laugh. Like, we always just have a pure laugh together. Like... We can be dead stupid together. We talk to each other and like we have voices and stuff. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Does ever always should have said a nice answer there? Like no, I like that. I like that. What's the um all right, it's your turn. This is we've not got this set up very good, man. No, we've not. We keep just locking the phone. What's been your biggest lesson from our time so far in Bali? Um, don't get fucking Bali belly. <laughs> um I would say so far, um, over here there's, there's quite a lot of um, there's quite a lot of Russian people, and we've actually got really good friends with a few Russian people, and I feel like it's a subconscious bias living in the UK. Now I'm not saying that I agree with war, I disagree with war, like oh, I don't agree with war, like I, I used to be in the military, but I genuinely don't agree with war. But like the perspective it's gave me is that I think that we have this subconscious bias to be like. Russian people are bad as much as nobody's saying it out loud as much as I don't say it and as much as I don't believe it because of what's actually portrayed and then you just speak to someone and it's someone fucking fleeing the war it's someone in a position that's lost their job lost their business that's in a country that yeah it's a beautiful country we're in but they don't necessarily want to be here because they've been forced out of their own country and I think I'm not saying like there's obviously good, bad, right, and wrong, and there's there's fucking three sides to every story. Like folk would say there's two. There's the person's story, the other person's story, then there's the story. And for me, it's it's coming here, and I know this is probably a bit of a weird answer to that, but for me it's been like, well man, like as much as we don't like to admit that we're brainwashed, we fucking are. Like <laughs> definitely. Sorry. Sorry. No, I think no. Haley's got COVID, by the way. <laughs> don't say that. No, I totally agree with that. I think as well, like for me, that showed me that like perception and perspective in every situation can make like a massive massive difference massively massively um so yeah it's a bit of a weird weird one and it'll probably fucking rough off you fellas but as was um so number four and um, number three what really winds me up about the fitness industry what really winds you up 
you know, I can't think in my feet what was behind you up. I feel like there's loads of things like that you're always moaning about, but now that you put me <laughs> in the spot, I'm like I was writing that one down though, is like there is no specific answer, by the way. I just want to hear, like, I want to hear like, what you say. I'm trying to think what I've heard you get on about recently. I don't know, I really don't think I can answer that. I can't think of that off the top of my head. What would you say? I don't know, like I I think like That's I've... a really shit answer for me, but I genuinely can't think I wrote it down and I couldn't really think either, like I'm not one of these folk that gets really wound up by one thing. I think one yeah, thing. I think there's wee things here and there that you'll comment on, but I don't think there's one specific thing that you're constantly bashing. Like you're not an angry person. I've never really. No, it annoys me. Angry coaches. Yeah, that does annoy. Yeah, that annoys me. That about. fucking annoys me. That really annoys me. Is an angry coach. People, other coaches saying other coaches that that, that annoys you. That fucking irritates the life out of me. Is another coach slandering another coach and I know that's almost like contradictory because I'm saying it right now right I'm not slandering other coaches I'm fucking saying like get a grip like you don't need to be out there constantly slandering other people unless you're coaching coaches you like their business has nothing to do with yours and you see it all the time first line other coaches this and that and this that and the other and it's like you might be fucking raising the standard of the industry not bringing it down yeah. do you know what I mean and it, it really really fucking irritates me man it really does as you can tell. Yeah, you're uh, getting away in a wee. Yeah, no, it does. It gets me annoyed. But yeah, go for it. Next one. That was a tough question. It was a tough question. I can answer that. What's your most embarrassing fitness-related story? My most embarrassing fitness-related story? I think you know what I'm going to say here. When I was a wee guy... <laughs> I thought it was going to be <laughs> When I was a wee guy at swimming. It's only fitness-related because we were at swimming. I don't even want to say the girl's name in case she fucking follows me because that'd be pretty weird. <laughs> But basically, I remember being at swimming, and there was this girl that I fancied. And then I was in, like, P7 or P6 or something. And I walked in, she was talking to me, and her fucking bra had fell down. But she never noticed. And her tip was just out. And it was just me and her. And I was just stood there, like... <laughs> and she was just talking to me, like, like just chatting away. I can't, I don't know, I can't, can't remember that far back in the conversation. No. I'm not going to admit who it was. Because I don't think she even knew. I think she did know. Me? I think she did know, but it was one of the ones that was like, you just don't say anything. <laughs> and then that's it. And then you just both pretend it never happened. But I, that was probably my most embarrassing moment. I haven't had many. Someone's asked me that before, and I haven't had many because um, I remember fucking rattling my head off a bar like four times or something like that in the gym. That's embarrassing. Because I had that. headphones yeah. in. You just lose all situational awareness when you're wearing headphones, don't you? Well, I did that in the gym once. Me and Carly were in the gym training. It was. Um... What you I just wanted to ask me that so you could say that I did I didn't fuck off and tell him no, tell, tell the story no. it's, a good, it's a good story it's not no ask me the next question she smashed a medicine ball off her face <laughs> then was in that much of a panic she picked it back up then done it again <laughs> I mean I she bounced it like it was like a, it wasn't a slam ball but she thought it was a slam ball and she hit it off the ground and it bounced and hit off her face yeah so next question if you could switch places with someone who would it be and why Hmm, that's a tough question. I'd like to be one of those people that would go, Oh, I wouldn't, but I probably would. Um probably could be anyone, anyone at all. That's a very big question. I don't know if I could say a specific person, could I more describe the person? Yeah. Would that be Yeah, do it. So Somebody that's very wealthy, but that they <laughs> worked very hard for their money. So 
So like I wouldn't want to have money for free because I don't think that would be satisfying. Um, somebody that's very philanthropist that's able to give a lot back. Um, somebody that is even fitter than I am. Aye. Probably more just like an enhanced version of you, like. Aye. You rolling in the cash now? <laughs> Maybe not rolling in the cash. <laughs> that's the enhanced bit. Like I don't know. I don't know if I could pick a specific person. Like. I don't actually know a lot of celebrities. Like, all the girls will talk to me about, like, did you see this person in this programme or that person? Like, we, we were even watching movies recently and your, you and your mum and dad will, like, comment on famous people and I'll go, who is that? Like, I don't know who that is. I'm honestly, like, quite useless when it comes to, like, actual famous known people. So I don't think there's anybody that I could just go, I fucking love them. Like... Yeah. I don't know if I would do it. The Rock. The Rock. <laughs> Good billionaire built guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, go, it's your turn. Yeah. So obviously, when we were in France last year and you were going to do your Iron Man, well, your half Iron Man, and you were like, to me, I'm fucking never doing a full Iron Man again. It's no happening. Like, this half one's going to be tough enough. And now you're training for the Keltman. Yeah. What drove you to do that? What was the moment that changed your mind for me to think, actually, this is happening? I'm Doing the third hardest triathlon in the world. Um, I think for me it was, it was like a moment of realization. Where it was like actually I'm really thriving when I'm working towards something massive like that. And uh, when I'm doing that, I just feel at my best. Like I don't know why. Like I just feel like. And when I stopped it, like I, and I went at the end of the seventy point three because basically the way I kind of like to live it is like imagine you're living your life in campaigns now. And you're always working towards this next big fucking thing. But the joy of doing this is almost like it's like a constant fucking North Star because you're constantly learning about yourself. And for me, after doing a few good big events and stuff now that you have to put in so much work for, the first few times that you do them, it's so hard to get to that point and it takes so much out of you. And then you have to have a little bit of time to actually decompress. But the funny thing is, is you're chasing that decompression because you're like, I can't wait till I have that next break. But then you have that next break and you're like, I actually was so fucking happy when I was in it and I was getting to that point. Um, and the reason why you just, you do one of these big things and I think psychologically after you do anything big, you have to have a bit of time off the back end of it yeah. to decompress. And then you're like, right, okay, I move to the next one. Because I used to look at all these folks that would do back-to-back big events, like maybe doing like three huge events in a year. And I'm like, how do they do that? And it's just time. Time and exposure to these different things. And that's the way I just live my life now is just, on to the next thing and on to the next thing and it's not necessarily because I'm like I need medals and I need like I couldn't give a fuck about doing an event or not I like the process which takes you to that event that's the part that I like yeah yeah, really up. yeah. and uh knowing that you did all that work every week uh, like, a lot of folk are always like it's amazing that you've done that I'm like no it's amazing yeah. that you prep for it the amount of training that goes into it like obviously I see like firsthand how much training that you're doing like showing up to go to the pool in the morning then getting back and like like what since we've been here cycling how many k did you cycle on the bike the other day in the gym for like yeah two, two and a half hours. hours and like a stationary bike like i ran for an hour in the treadmill this morning and that was brutal yeah. never mind like spending that long and this is this is still like bike. four and a bit months out yeah four, four or five months out yeah so it's it's a long way to go man but i'm looking forward to it it'll be good it's uh, definitely uh, it's the, the achievement of getting to there. The process is the part that I sweet, I sweet love. That's the I said something to my client recently. I was like, the beauty, the beauty is in the process. Yeah, 
the beauty, the mo- the beauties in the moment, the process. But it's been you at that conversation. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, we had it in Edinburgh. Didn't yeah. We? Um. Then number five, last one. What's the hardest thing you've ever been through, and what advice would you give to them now? Probably overcoming my anorexia, but not the actual point where, like, I can't physically pinpoint where that actually overcame it, but probably more saying it out loud and admitting it yeah. was the hardest bit, because after I'd said it out loud, then it was easier to get help. It felt like a weight off my shoulders. I didn't feel it stuck in a hole, so that was probably the hardest point. Like, I'm not saying that overcoming it was easy. But that point was like the first step in that. And I'd say, do you mean what would I say to me now if that was mm-hmm. me then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, Speak no, about it and be more honest about it and not to be as secretive. Like obviously me and you now are very much like say what's on your mind, speak your truth, say what you're feeling. And I think back then, like I didn't apply that in any area of my life, which is probably part of the reason why I got as ill as what I got to because everything was a secret you know and it's it's so funny because like the pure status quo thing is like you always need speaking about it, it makes you feel better but I think sometimes you're like no but this situation is different yeah this situation is different that like this can't be spoken about whereas it's like no this is exactly when it needs to be spoken about yeah like it's like anything and um there's something I heard recently and it was basically talking about like depression and it's like depression is deep rest which you could argue is like a form of what you went through when you were really mentally ill with it. You went through a stage state of depression, but it's you go into deep rest through suppression of a feeling for so long. Mm-hmm. And that was something that Jim Carrey actually said, and he said that it was basically when he was depressed, it was because he was acting like someone for so long. So he had to go into deep rest depression. Yeah. That's what he described yeah. it as, because you're like almost holding it all in. And then you get to this point where it's like, I can't hold this anymore. Fuck. And, and then, then you, you come, explode. And then you explode. And then you come back together. And then you rebuild. So I think that's great advice. And then last question for me. Yeah, I think I asked you to go first. Did you go first? Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. I hope you took a lot away from it. And um, as always, please screenshot it and add it to your stories. Share it, push it out there and send it to someone else. Um, and as always, please drop us a message if you enjoyed it. But catch you in a bit. See you later. Bye, guys. Goodbye.